Good day, everyone. My name is Vince Hawkins, and this is the Vince and Bill podcast coming to you from the Gateway City Church here in Woodson Terrace, Missouri. It's pretty much a municipality of the uh, St. Louis uh, metropolitan area here. Anyway, today, uh, Bill is, if you probably know by now, Bill's on sabbatical. Don't necessarily know if I need to tell you that every week, but if you're tuning in and you're used to listening to us, you'd be missing my brother Bill. I hope he's doing really well. Today, we have a, with us a familiar face. Uh, Jeff Hughes is back with us. Jeff, you want to say hello to everyone? How's everybody doing? Yeah, Good. It's good to have you here, Jeff. Thanks for coming in. Of course, uh, in our church at Gateway City Church, we have uh, some great preachers in the church. You know, Bill Molden is one of our teacher preacher guys with Kendall Albert who will be preaching next week and this past Sunday today Jeff Hughes preached a word from us Jeff preached from Acts chapter 19 verses 1 through 20 and uh, Jeff there's a lot of cool stuff in that section I didn't really know where you were going to go with this and uh, I think you landed on a very 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 cool little area here and I just thought I would just kind of have you share with everyone how you got to where you are because you know if you read acts 19 verses 1 through 20 uh it's a very interesting story uh for sure and i thought maybe you want to share a little bit about the story for everyone share about what's going on in that chapter and then share with everyone kind of how you landed where you landed uh sure thing so um one, it's been great going through Acts. It's been yeah. great to uh, just have context going into each each chapter, right? Um, and at the beginning of chapter 19, it, it kind of sends Apollos off, right? Because, you know, Apollos was, you know, the topic of Acts 18. And then it talks about Paul going back to Ephesus and what happened when he initially went back to Ephesus. So there's a lot in those, you know, 20 verses. You know, he's he's teaching in the synagogue. They don't want him in the synagogue. You know, people are maligning the way. So then he jumps on campus. He goes to, uh, you know, the uh, halls of Tyrannus. Ha- halls of Tyrannus, yeah. right? Uh, and, you know, he has great success there, man. He Well, even before that, you know, he rebaptized all 12 of those guys. You know, it's the, mm-hmm. I think it's the only case of rebaptism in the Bible, or at least that's, you know, given to us. Okay. I could be wrong. But so, like, he takes those 12 guys, He and he evangelizes the whole province of Asia. And that's really cool. That's fascinating, yeah. And then that's not even the last thing. That's the first like 10 verses. You jump right. into a really interesting story of people seeing the power of Jesus through Paul and mm-hmm. then wanting to invoke the name for themselves. Mm-hmm. And they tried to exercise a demon. The demon <laughs> asked them the fun, one of the funniest questions. He's like, you know, Jesus I know and Paul I know of, but mm-hmm. you I know nothing about. Right. Proceeds to beat them down and they beat them down so bad they leave. They they leave the situation naked and bleeding. Naked and bleeding. I thought you asked a great question today, and I thought this was a really sort of a, a I don't know whether you want to call it a sermon title or just a sermon point. And uh, it was really, you drew on that, you know, I think what, what, what grabbed you was Jesus we know, Paul we know about, but who are you? And I think that was your overall question. So who are you? And I think you were asking the questions, what? What will the enemy, what does the enemy think of us? You know, and, uh, you know, Jesus had this amazing impact that, you know, I think the demons knew who he was, feared him. Uh, Paul, they knew about him, you know, maybe, you know, somewhat intimidated, but 
But you, who are you? And it's clearly the demons did not fear <laughs> these guys and ended up dealing with it. But that question you asked, man, so who are we? When the enemy looks at us, and the enemy is studying us because the enemy wants to defeat us. Right. We know that. And uh, so so who are we? What does the enemy think of us? And so, but it was just all about this question of how known are you? You know, are you willing to make yourself known? Are you, are you willing to kind of expose who you are to those around you, friends, enemy, God, Satan, whatever you want to call it, but are you known by others? Who do people say you are and how are you living? So I thought that was really kind of a, it was a, it was a great question that came out of it. It's not, it's, it's a great question. It wasn't necessarily intuitive to me. I, I, I thought it was powerful. It's a great question. And so, um, so yeah, thanks for asking that question because it, it really made us all think and reflect on, you know, what does, we don't think about that. What does our enemy who's studying us constantly, what does the enemy think about us? Anything else you wanted to share about that? Um, yeah, it was, it was cool getting to that point. Mm-hmm. I think that I try to meditate on the scripture, you know, it's something I, I gleaned from you, uh, just meditating on scripture as long as possible and not initially jumping to like any, any other commentary or just seeing what the spirit led me with the scripture. And I couldn't get over that question. And I started to ask myself that question. It's like, man, cause you know, you get reminded of Matthew seven, right? When Jesus mm. says, you know, you know, away from me, you evil doers. I never knew you to yeah. people who were prophesying and casting out demons. And then you get these guys, they were trying to, trying to cast out demons and the demon possessed person. The demon <laughs> said, who are you? And I had never thought about what that you can, that being known goes both ways. Yeah. You know? And, when I asked, when I looked at my own life, I was like, man, maybe, maybe I should talk to the church about this. Surely mm-hmm. I'm not the only person who can uh, examine my life and be like, man, I think uh, there's some work to do. There's still some work to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Like, you know, are we, and I think part of your, part of your sermon today, if you haven't listened to the sermon, like click on that button there below, listen to the sermon. It's entire. It's a short sermon. Uh, Jeff is uh, kind of famous for preaching short sermons. <laughs> and today was one of your shorter sermons, probably 15 to 20 minutes. So it's not a very long sermon, but you definitely got to the point, you know, brevity is the essence of eloquence sometimes. So you're very brief, but very powerful, but you definitely got down to that, man, is the enemy even concerned about you? Are you even a threat to the enemy's territory, the enemy's kingdom? And you were asking some questions, man, this person doesn't have time to stop and talk about this. They've got this going on in life. And so the enemy, is the enemy even concerned about you? you know, uh, poaching his kingdom, his territory, snatching people from the flames? Are you even a threat to the enemy? Yeah, man. I think, you know, you, you think about sports, right? You want to be on that scouting report. There you go. You want to be you want to be somebody that the other team is worried about. Mm. If, if Satan isn't worried about what you what you bring to the table or about, well, not what you bring to the table, but how you're benefiting the kingdom, Yeah. then... The area around you is not bettered by your presence. The area around you isn't really getting a chance to see God's power, getting to see Jesus. There's a lot. uh, There's a lot left hanging on the bone when you're around. Yeah, we don't want Satan to just be able to do what he wants, right? Yeah, I think that's a good point because I think the enemy should be a little bit uh, concerned, you know, about God's people. I mean, we have the Spirit of God inside of us. 
And so Satan should be concerned, like, man, there they go, loving again. There they are, being patient again. There they are, spreading peace. There they are, being joyful. There there he is again, being self-controlled. Come on, man, let yourself go. Have a little fun, right? You know, there you are, being kind. So Satan should be concerned that we are spreading the fruits of the Spirit, that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. We should be a constant threat to our enemy. And those in the world that would oppose us, we should be a threat. We should be somewhat intimidating because in spite or in the face of all opposition and all kind of things, we still stand up and we're accounted for. We are going to be like Jesus. We are going to lean into and live into the image of God. And so Christians, well, we have to be that. Uh, otherwise, are we really following Jesus? And so when they, when they, when it's posed, now Jesus, I know, and well, you're you're following Jesus, so I know about you because you're really closely behind the Lord. But you, you're not even the same. You're not even like you you you're not even on the same block with Jesus. You're not even in the same caravan, <laughs> Jesus. You know, you don't look anything like him. So I have no idea. You're totally, you know, you don't you pose no threat at all to my kingdom. So I, I like that you brought that up. I thought it's a simple point. It's very easy to to grab. I felt like you left the, gave us a sermon today, and you actually gave us you gave us a suitcase, a small suitcase, but you even gave us a handle to carry it out with. And so, what 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 is there anything? I guess I would ask, and I would like to ask this question: Is there anything you felt like? You, you 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 wish you had said in the sermon today anything you thought ah I was wanting to share this and I didn't have time or I didn't want I didn't get to share it anything like that um yeah it's a good point I think that um it's a really good question I wish I would have uh really expounded upon just uh how the pandemic has really prevented us from mm. uh really being known. I think in your benediction, you kind of really touched on that in a really great way. Mm-hmm. Just even asking the question, do we want to be known? Yeah. Cause the pandemic has kind of given us an excuse to not be known. Mm-hmm. I had a situation on Sunday. I think I was telling you about this mm-hmm. last week, uh, right after church, me and, uh, one of my teens, Isaac blessing game. If you listening, you got uh. on the podcast, that's <laughs> my guy, but me and him went and grabbed some Chipotle and talked about life and, and, you know, video games and God is typically it's a, it's a great D time for a, for a teen, you know. And afterwards, the guy fainted on the side of Chipotle. Yeah, let me tell him He needed some help. And right. I, we stopped. And, you know, it didn't – I immediately wanted to stop and help him. But when it came to going the extra mile to help him, I really just wanted him to stay away from me. <laughs> like the, the thought of, you know, actually being close to him, especially because, you know, he looked like he was sick. He had just fainted. Like, I was right. like, I'm thinking about COVID. I'm thinking about germs. <laughs> Honestly, I would like to believe that, you know, I have enough character to have helped him if Isaac wasn't there. Right. But Isaac being there definitely was the thing that pushed me over the edge of saying, like, oh, I need to help this person. Yeah. And because because of doing that, I got an opportunity to share my faith. But if I would have just, if I would have just kept going, because we could have just, you know, after we got the manager for Chipotle, we could have just left. If I would have just, you know, kept going, I wouldn't have gotten a chance to 
reach out and I wouldn't be very well known, at least by, you know, Satan didn't do that just for just to be recognized. So that guy would know. So the manager Chipotle would know, but more right. or less just because, you know, people say it's corny to say, what would Jesus do? And I think that might've been the first time I said this since fourth grade, right. but striving to be like Jesus, striving to make God known, this should be something that's very much on our minds. And it wasn't the first thing I thought of. I thought of the pandemic. So I wish I would have expounded more on that point. I wish I would have shared that. Uh, that happened. It literally happened. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that story. In fact, I thought we even, yeah, that's good. And hey, that sometimes happens, right? We got to follow the spirit where it leads us. But but that is a great story. You're right. Speaking of, right, not being known, there are numerous opportunities that we come across. The pandemic ha- can, and in more cases than we're probably willing to admit, has become a good excuse to not engage. To not engage, to not only not attend church, but not to attend Bible study, to not attend small group, to not honestly even log in online. It's a good excuse to just sort of lay back at home, kick back, and frankly, do you and yours. And when we're that way, I think it's safe to say we are no threat to Satan's kingdom. We are not doing anything fact you can go man maybe the demons are going now jesus i know and well you know jeff hughes i know about but you vince you know you'll take any opportunity any excuse possible to just sort of not lean in to not engage you know in fact even if it's logging in online you can't even get there early (laughs) much less on time So I think there are plenty, there's really, 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 there's a great lesson to be had in this sermon today, bro. Thank you for sharing it with us. So anyway, I'll give you the last word here uh, on today's podcast. Jeff, you want the last word? Oh, first off, thanks for having me. I think that the scripture or this passage really got me thinking about the other. And if Mm -hmm. you took nothing else from the sermon, I really hope that you you know, that you're not as concerned about, like, oh, man, I need to make sure you you, you can kind of psych yourself out, right? When you're thinking about, like, oh, the other team needs to know about me. They're going to know about what I can do. They're going to know about this. As long as we're, you know, considering the other, right. we're looking for needs mm. and we're striving to show people Jesus. If we concern ourselves with those things, then you'll be known not only by the enemy, but you'll be known by God. You'll be known by the community. And I think that's what, as disciples, is something we should strive for. So. That's awesome. Thank you, Jeff Hughes, for joining us this week. Again, I'm Vince Hawkins. And this is the Vince and Bill Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Good day. <laughs>